Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. The season is upon us. We are talking football transfers. We are talking predictions for the year. We are predicting our results for this weekend. We got a game for everyone. Front three, back four, and all the usual shit we get up to. Let's go. with a witty start today so I'll just say hello boys how's it going yeah good thanks I could not think of anything funny um so I know Mark's gonna be like you can never think of anything funny but um no that's the case so yeah I'm just excited about the season yeah yeah <laughs> well the only other funny thing I was gonna do I'm just trying not to get too hyped about Arsenal at the moment I don't know if it's like I don't know if you two get it but before the season starts every year, I feel like I just get captured by it all being like, I just can't wait. Like, you know, it's, the season finished, what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago? But all the transfer stuff that's happened, I'm just like, oh, can't wait. And then being an Arsenal fan two weeks in, I'll be like, oh, fuck this shit. Yeah, but for the first time in a long time, you're coming off the back of winning two, I mean, I say two trophies. The Community Shield saw the trophy, but you've beaten Liverpool, you've beaten Chelsea, you've beaten... Uh, I think you beat Man City as well. We are doing our predictions Titans. later. We're doing our predictions later and it has been... I mean, Mark, you think the one my uh, season predictions in the past have been ridiculous. I have tried so hard not to be so outrageously bold with these predictions. So I've tried to steer clear from Arsenal just because it's going to be too ridiculous. I'm too hyped. I've got, I've got, I've got, got Arsenal in mind. to try and keep, keep it in mind this season, haven't we? So... We said we'll we'll make our predictions and look back on them. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down, absolutely. Yeah, Arsenal make Arsenal a part of my predictions. I'll have you know. Mm. I'll so, Spoiler. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to start with predictions first, or should we just go through some of the teams and transfers and and whatnot? Maybe some of the transfer talk and teams. Well, breaking news: May United oh. Jaden Sancho. That's a lie. They want Jaden Sancho. I oh, I thought you said they bought him. <laughs> no chance. Imagine we actually broke that on. I'd actually stay up all night to make sure the pod went up uh, as soon as possible. For all those thousands of people that listen. Gary from my old work is very interested in the pod. (laughs) Well, me and Danny were watching the transfer talk on Sky and one one of the guys on there said he's got a source very close to um, Sancho's agent who says that Man United want to make a bid. That's about <laughs> as good as they could get. So, so stupid. It's probably something he got off Twitter and he's like, this is what news is these days. I was until saying, until the way he was talking about some insight, he was saying, our oh, Borussia Dortmund want 108 million and Man United want to pay less. So Man United will create a deal where they pay less and potentially they might have to have add-ons up to 108 million. You're like, well, of course. Like, that's just how transfers work these days. Mm. Yeah, talking like it's breaking news. Unless Romano is saying, here we go, I don't believe it. Right, should we start with um, the Arsenal? We'll, st- we'll do Arsenal and Man United first, just because I'm sure we will talk more extensively about them. So let's start with Arsenal, seeing as I'm the only Arsenal fan here. Um, two, well, I mean, the big signings will quickly go through them, obviously. Uh, Pablo Mari and Suarez... Uh, Cedric, uh, 
now off loan. Don't care about that. Danny Sabias is back on loan. I mean, I don't understand how a lot of this transfer stuff works. So to come back on loan, maybe one of you can enlighten me. William, it's a loan which, with a with a clause to buy afterwards. So yeah, but what what was it last year? Then? Why, why is, what's the difference now? Why last year? Last year it was a pure loan. It was just a loan for a year. This year it's a loan with a clause at the end to buy for a certain amount. So they bought him, but without committing, I don't know. I think he has to play a certain amount of games and then then you're committed to paying for him. So I managed them work. Well, either way, I'm absolutely heat. Uh, I'm so happy that he's back at Arsenal because he's almost like a Bruno Light. So I'm pleased with that. Um, Is he a starting 11? Yeah. He is, but only because you haven't got better. I'm not sure he's a Bruno. He's Bruno not. light. I did. I did. I did take him down a peg. Bruno with one leg, maybe. Yeah, it's still lighter than Bruno. <laughs> True. Um, so the two probably maybe we could talk about more then is William, free transfer from Chelsea, and um, Gabriel, who I know nothing about, but I think might be the best centre back in the Premier League already. Um, no, uh, I, he, well, he's he's the second best behind William Saliba, apparently. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, we might, it looks like we're going back to a black four without Tierney. But I mean, yeah. a what four? A, a black four. <laughs> Remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in well, yeah. well, see, the thing is, right, obviously, look, I'm, I'm, I think I've said a lot on the pod and I think everyone realises I don't know what I'm talking about. But particularly when it comes to international football, I don't know much about Gabriel, um, but he fills a position that we desperately, desperately, desperately need in a centre-back, um, anything that might get um, both Mustafi and Louise not playing at the same time is always going to be a bonus, uh, adding by subtraction. Um, I don't know, like Mark or even Danny probably more likely. Do you know much about uh, Gabriel? I know very little. I've, I did try it when he signed her. Oh, you've gone on mute. <laughs> I guess oh. I can't... Um, yeah, you're the old man. Hold. Yeah. Well, no, I'm unmuting by holding space, and uh, I realise you can't change screen when you do that. But yeah, I tried looking him up, but I haven't seen him play. I'm, I'm not going to claim to know too much. Dan, and you, I know you've seen him live. I, I have seen him a couple of times, but to be honest, I didn't know that much about him either. But we is the likes of Real Madrid, Inter Milan, everyone were, well, were willing to pay 30 million to sign this guy, and he's a kid. And they're talking about him. They've been talking about him for a while at Lille. As he was, he was, he did really well for Lille last year. He got them in the Champions League. Um, they had a, a strong defence last year. He's a left-sided centre back, which is exactly what you needed. I think between him and Saliba, you could potentially have two absolute incredible centre backs there. They're young and they've got something to prove, but they are two absolutely brilliant signings. But you know, both twenty-seven million. Top of my head. Yeah, twenty-seven for Gabriel. Uh, both, both those signings. I mean, Saliba's eighteen. Uh, both those signings, they're talked. I mean, Saliba in France has talked about like the absolute next big thing when it comes to defenders um, already. And Gabriel, all the big clubs wanted him. So I think it's funny, like talking about Arsenal. Um, you were saying at the start of every season, you get overexcited, but there's actually something to be excited about here because you, you Achilles' heel for the last God knows how many years has been defence. You've always let in too many goals. We've been too error prone. You're building Tierney on the left with these two. Mari's a really good left-sided centre-back as well. He's a good backup. You're actually building a quite interesting defence here. And with Leno and Martinez, who knows what's going to happen with them? That I can't believe we're actually saying it, but Arsenal could, could actually have a good defensive record next this coming season, which is amazing. This season or in three years' time? 
No, I think this season. I think they're both good enough. They, they loaned Saliba back out last year, back out to Etienne, and he was, he was brilliant in the French League. I know it's the French League. I know it's the Farmers League, so you can't really judge. But both him and Gabriel had excellent seasons last year, so they're, they're ready. I think they got them now ready to start rather than last year when they wouldn't have been. And, and the thing is, right, um, with it, when um, you know, you're looking at Gabriel, and like you said, with Saliba being 22, it looks as though like Arsenal is setting up for that spell when Liverpool, Man City are going to go through their runs probably for the next season or two, maybe a couple more years after that. So Arsenal should hopefully be prime once we, when we're doing this pod in five years' time. They're going to be running things again and again and again. But in terms of Arsenal's defence, I don't think that... And look, I'm sure you're going to say I'm wrong. Arsenal's defence, in, in, from a structural standpoint, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think they're poorly coached. Again, they just have so many individual errors. It's incredible. And if they just take away those individual errors, their structure's not that bad. Maybe get rid of Bellerin because Tierney looks like he's good. Um, like you said, uh, maybe, I mean, Martinez has been good in comparison to Leno and being like, he's a backup goalkeeper, so expectations wasn't the best. Yeah, he's a good goalkeeper, but is he going to be, you know, uh, top four goalkeeper? I mean, Aston Villa looking to buy him for 10 million. That must show kind of what his market value is. I don't know. It, it should be a good defence, but yeah. Other than that, William, who I think, I don't know if I spoke to you a lot online, but I know uh, um, our, our good friend Rory was uh, he's an Arsenal fan, very much loved the William signing. I can't stand it. I cannot stand this signing for a lot of reasons. Why? Of the three, for me, he's the one that's going to most likely be the best signing of the three. Oh, he'll be the biggest impact signing this year for sure, without a doubt. But, but more than Tobias. I think it, yeah. I Way think, more than Sabayas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll take the number 10 role off Sabayas. The risk is it plants the seed for a bad future. So, there you go. What, That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah, what Ozil is now, Williams seem to take that mantle off him. So, it'll be a case of when Arsenal don't sign anyone next season or if it feels like they've missed out on a big sign in and Williams, the highest paid player in the dressing room, it, it's got the recipe to turn toxic in, in a year and a half, two years' time. But I think for this season, he'll score a couple of free kicks. Like immediately, I, I think of Arsenal, I don't think of many good free kick takers. I know Aubameyang scored like two Pepe. this season. Pepe, yeah. Don't but, yeah, Pepe. Like, that 3-2. Oh, boy. Yeah, but straight in, William comes in as like, yeah, he's one of, of the best free kick takers in the league. So he'll come in, score a couple of free kicks, have a few good games. And I think for this season... Like just purely looking at it as a one-year thing, William will probably be the biggest impact. But the problem is, he's not a one-year thing; he's a three-year thing. And, yeah. And I think, hold on, it's unnecessary because we've got young players, and if we're talking about the future, that could be getting some experience in a, in that position. We're not looking for Arsenal to win the league this season, so why get someone like William when we're not in Europe? So we're not going to be. We don't need depth of squad. We're just in a. Because you need to get into Europe. You need a one season where you can get back in. That's what you need, and that's what he'll give you. He'll give you enough. You need. You haven't got a strong enough squad. You need players like that, and he's a proven Premier League player. And I definitely do not believe what you just said. In Arsenal, are not looking to win the league. We'll wait for your predictions. <laughs> I bet that's one of yours. Yeah, it's I, definitely not. I mean, you, look, I, I think as an Arsenal fan. You've got to be... Uh, look, he's changed sides, Mark. Look no, at... you, Chris, I'm talking yeah. to you. You've got to be about as excited as you can be for the last few years. We well, 
got an, you've got an attack with the likes of Pepe in his next, second season. If he comes on, Aubameyang, you've got William, you've got this strong defence, you've got Savas back in. You're probably a bit weak in central midfield, could do with another, but he's building something. Arteta at least has a philosophy, a way of playing. I think there's something to get excited about for Arsenal fans again, which is a worrying thing to say, but it's true. Well, excluding the players, the reason I'm excited, like you said, is is simply the run of results that we've had, you know, uh, in recent fixtures. And yes, it is the Community Shield, that, uh, but still against a, a good Liverpool side. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup, yeah. unbelievable, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, some of the results is kind of on the back end of that. I'll uh, tell you who you're forgetting about as well. Eddie Inketia. He's just... Oh, behave yourself. Four or five goals for the under-21s this week. Behave yourself. He's dog shit. Uh, he's not. I think, you'll, I think you'll see he's going to play a fair bit this season. Uh, and that's the worrying thing about it. I don't think he's good at all. I think he is. I think he's a good enough player. Is he... mm. That's what you need. You need a finisher. You've got everything else. You've got all the runners. You've got, got Bamiyang. Yeah. You can't just rely on one player like you have for the last three years. Will they have Lacazette this season? Lacazette, what? Yeah, he's not gone, but... Um, he seemed certain to go, didn't he? Yeah, come to no. start. I hope so, but we'll see. Uh, Man United, woo, they have done an awful lot quick. of nothing. <laughs> yes, they've done an awful lot. Well, they've got no money left after they've spent it all on Sancho. It is funny, at the start, you were saying how excited you are for the start of the season, and you, you used the word because of the transfers. And it, as United fans, we should know that sign-ins actually don't mean you'll have a good season. The, actually, the seasons we've signed more players, we've done worse than the seasons where we've signed less. And um, so it shouldn't play any part, but it does. And uh, I must admit, it's hard to get too excited when we, we kind of finished quite poor. So I, I, we, we should never have lost to Seville, but we just seemed to run out of steam. And it was like... They were tired. They were tired. Yeah, but they were tired, and but they shouldn't really have been because he rested a lot of the players in the league because he kind of well, it wasn't. Uh, that, sorry, he rested them in the FA Cup. And, sorry, um, Mark, it wasn't that you as a team was tired. It was that Bruno was tired. Bruno Fernandez was tired because he played about twenty something games in a row in like four weeks. Yeah, so so it just felt like oh, we just need a, a little bit, not not too much, just a few few bits of energy added. And it seems like Did the interview with Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez. So obviously he's now gone, thank God. Did you see his interview? What he said that after one yeah. training session, he wanted to get back to Arsenal. One arsehole. I mean, come on now. He's trying to rewrite history because what he's trying to make out is that he was. It's a bit. It reminds me of the Fernando Torres to Chelsea, where it this image of Sanchez was good at Arsenal and then bad at United, and it was like, no, you were bad at Arsenal till January. That's one reason. There was the whole, do you remember the Bournemouth game where he was sulking on the pitch? Yeah. Um, it wasn't like Sanchez was flying at Arsenal. He was actually having quite a bad season and falling out with players. So this idea that he went from everything was okay to he got to Man United and as soon as the first training session happened, he was like, oh God. Maybe he was used to Wenger's training, which uh, by the sounds of it sounded a lot easier. But um, he's just trying to rewrite history. But Manu did come out with a sort of statement saying Sanchez was one of the big regrets, how it, it ruined the entire um, wage structure and actually oh. players in the dressing room started to question their worth when they were like, 
why is this guy who can't even pass a ball straight earning double my salary? So, What do you make of Van, Van der Beek? I really don't know a lot about him. I haven't seen a lot of him. He just seems a sensible player from what I've seen. Like, he, I've heard I, he's a Lampard type. He's a, he's a, like, he gets forward and scores goals. I think he got, he got is, figures oh, and assists yeah. last season. Because everything I've read has said him, Pogba and Fernandes can't all start together, which I thought was a... Because, well, yeah, you've got no holding... Because he's not a traditional holding midfielder. He's not a Matic or a McTominay type. That's, that is the weird thing about it. He feels like... He actually feels like a replacement for Pogba. Ultimately, I think they're looking at shifting Pogba on next year and he feels like a natural replacement. He's not the same player, but he plays that position. So he can sit, but predominantly he's looking to get forward. I don't know if he's good enough, but... No, I, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I just, For me, I just think there's a couple of things. One is the braveness of... Ollie. So whenever we've needed a goal, he's too scared to take off any of the front players. So well, I, f- I would have liked to have seen a decent backup striker. So I know we've signed Igalo again. Oh, Sancho's coming, don't worry. But yeah, we've signed Igalo again and it's just like, what's the point? Because you, when we needed a goal, you weren't brave enough to bring him on. Do you know? Like, you look at Ferguson and we had like in 1999, we had York and Cole up front, and he subbed them off in the Champions League final. You're like, sometimes your strikers are just not, not at the races, and you just have to make a sub. But I must admit, with Oli, it looked, it looked like he just don't trust his bench. So I would have liked, maybe not a starting lineup striker, but just, I don't know, someone who could have been the equivalent of what Hernandez was. Like, what's, your, what's, your, what's your guys' feel coming into the season with Man United? Do you, third last season, right? Do you think that, I mean, I guess the landscape of this, the, the, the league's going to change with certain teams getting better, hopefully, fingers crossed, and um, maybe some teams dropping off. I don't see too many teams in the top half of the, the league dropping off. The Man United still stand a chance of getting in that top four. They do. I think, it, all honesty, I think the top four is going to be tight this season. Um, Arsenal, in theory, should improve. I am expecting quite a lot of improvement from Tottenham. And I'm expecting a lot of improvement from Wolves. I don't know about Leicester. I think, I think Leicester did as well as they could last year. I, I, if anything, I see them being the ones who go backwards. Sheffield United, I expect to go back. But I do expect a real challenge for top four from Wolves this year. So, um, I, I see United in the top four, to be honest. Um, I see them in the top three again. I think I think they've got a strong enough squad now. If I mean, if they get Sancho, that is a that is a really strong squad, and not just first team, a strong squad. Have, to have someone like Greenwood who would then be back up to have enough. Because as Mark said, at the moment you've got Greenwood, Rashford, and Martial, which is great. And when they're on fire, they're on fire. But what do you do when they're not firing? Dan James isn't good; hasn't been good enough. And then you, you're you're done. Like you've got no more attacking threat to bring on. So we need something in that position. Mm-hmm. I, You've talked like uh, Man United are so close to Sancho for the last month and a half, like, and everything that you talk about Man United is so weighted on that fact. But I feel like it's less likely than it is likely. So, possibly, I think now now it's less likely because Dortmund have said they're not interested in selling. Um, but as I said on Sky, United are keen, so they might make a bid. <laughs> and our season some. starts later than everyone else's. So. That's true. Yeah. Got a week off. Well, the transfer window doesn't shut till October, so there's there's quite a lot of football. It's up until the I think the international break, the next international break. Mm. Quite a lot of football going to be played between now and the end of the transfer window. So 
depends on the start as well. So we should have our players out of prison, out of quarantine, and under yeah. corona. So exactly, <laughs> we might have, exactly. A, might have some players. And go to Mykonos. Uh, Chelsea have been on a spending spree. My goodness, um, where they got the money from? It must have been that year off from actually making any signings. Well, um, that, that is true, actually. So um, that that was there was an interesting article about that the other day that was reading from the Athletic. Yep. Uh, but the the way the um, financial fair play was working is only a pound. I looked at a three year period, and because of the fact that they sold Hazard and Morata, basically two they years actually ago, sold Morata this season for fifty. Yeah, so there's fifty million for Morata that's only gone in this year, and then there's a hundred or something from Hazard plus then the effectively a year of not selling. They've got a huge amount that they can spend basically this year, and they still qualify. That's why they've gone and spent two hundred seventy million because to them they still qualify. It was a bit odd, but that's basically how they've got around it. Well, my thing for Chelsea this year, and it's probably just—it's not necessarily based on actual facts or what's going to happen, but I fear that it's almost going to be like when Fulham came up to the um, Premier League and bought a whole bunch of players because Chelsea looked good at the end of the season, and now it looks like potentially their starting eleven could maybe have—I don't know what—three, four players max, not even. Because I would imagine that all of these players that they got aren't going to be their starting eleven by the end of the season. What kind of effect is that going to have on the team uh, in terms of their potential moving forward? Because, I mean, look, probably a lot of young players similar to Arsenal, isn't it? Werner, Ziyech, Thiago Silva's known, but is he actually... A, a... Well, Ziyech's 27. Is Thiago... he? I, thought, I thought he was like 23. No, and Thiago's 30-something. They're not... They're not Thiago. Like, they're, no, they're, they're ready to go right now. And they're, they're about... They're, they're short-term... I say short term sign. I mean, ZX got two, three years on him, but they're not. I mean, Havertz, yeah, Havertz was. I mean, I remember talking about Havertz last year in one of these pots, but he was always one of those 19. He was good. Massively rated and was always going for a big, big fee. I, I thought it would be upwards of 100 million, but they've got a good deal there because Bayern Munich wanted him, loads wanted him, and just no one can afford him in COVID. So they've done amazingly well to get Havertz, to be honest. Um, but yeah, him and Werner are younger. But now Ziyech, Thiago aren't. They're talking about uh, they need a keeper. They desperately need a keeper. I think they'll get one. I don't know who, but... Yeah, um, but will they get one if they don't get rid of Kepa? That's the only issue. I think they will. I, think, I, I can imagine someone like Villa ending up getting him on loan or something stupid. Because they've got... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Heaton. Tom Heaton. But he's, he's injured again. He's out for like, another six months. So that's why Villa are looking again. A temporary keeper. You just got to go to Burnley. Burnley have hundreds of good keepers. Well, not anymore. Joe Hart's gone to Spurs. Well, he, got, he said good keepers. Nice. Yeah, I was watching... Uh, who, who's Burnley's second choice keeper behind Pope? I remember. remember. I was watching him on the international break and he was unreal. And I was like, where's he play? And I checked and it was at Burnley. Oh, I said number two. <laughs> They've got a lot of... Uh... Hold on, Burnley, uh, Peacock, Farrell, that guy. No. Peacock, Farrell? Uh, no, I don't, oh, I don't think it was him. Let me check. Well, either or. So we're moving on to Burnley, is that right? Look, well, do, I mean, I don't know, like, do you think Frank Lampard is a good manager? I think the jury's still out. He's had one season where he had a lot of leeway because he's a club hero and he had kids and no transfer. I think this season is massive for him, absolutely massive. I think he's also got a lot of friends in the press. So I think he does get let off a lot easier than other managers. So he'll probably finish fifth and win manager of the year. Like, 
Yeah, well, I mean, you say that, Mark, but I mean, he did finish fourth. It's not like he was mid-table. Yeah, he finished fourth. Got to the FA Cup final. It was a collapse. If you look and at Champions um, League 16, how far ahead of United they were at one point. It was like if you look at how far ahead of United they were before Bruno came in. They, it was a bit of a, a collapse that they finished can't, for. Can't you give your team some credit with that? Yeah, United were um, yeah. unstoppable for a few months. No, but what I mean is, before Bruno came in, the pressure that like Oli was on, Danny was full Oli out. Oli out, like you had Oli out on your shirt. But uh, <laughs> it's but like at no point during the collapse was Lampard ever ever in doubt. Like, if any, actually, one person did say he deserves. Um, who was it? Someone on Match of the Day said he deserves manager of the season. And you're like, come on, like, just just treat like I, I think Oli got too much bad press, and I think Lampard got too much good press, and I think they both finished exactly the same. Um, the truth is somewhere in the in the middle. So, like a rare time that the English press was good to an Englishman. So yeah, it's weird. Enjoy that. Um, Everton, you know, James Rodriguez is one of them players in a in a transfer season where you're like, I can't believe Everton got him. Wow, what a player! Boom, what a signing! And then you look and you're like, well, he was only two million more than the Cure from Watford. So how good could he actually be? I mean, do you look at the name James Rodriguez and think, wow, what a signing? You think? I, unfortunately, like he's, he's a great player, but I look at the name James Rodriguez and I just think about a November. Evening, Tuesday evening in this like the Stoke? in snow at Burnley. Is Hamas Rodriguez really going to be up for that game? I, I, I don't know about that. See, I, I always just think of as soon as Real Madrid signed him after the World Cup, <laughs> being like, "This is a terrible signing." Um, Did you not see that shot though? Yeah, that it was like it was like Real Madrid had only ever watched the World Cup and been like, "Oh, this guy." There's some YouTube the, clips. Yeah, in yeah. Players yeah. well, <laughs> always get bought from the World Cup. That always happens. And he was a prime example of why you don't judge someone based on a World Cup because one, it's in it's international, so it's totally different. You're playing for your country. Some people have huge pride in playing for their country. Unfortunately, not in our country. Um, but yeah, just buying someone on the back of it I was like this just had a recipe for disaster so I I just felt I just, whenever I look at him I just don't think he's that good but he's got a good shot so he'll have a couple of bad games score a goal that looks good on the eye and then you think uh, there is a good player in there but to me I'm not I'm not too sure I'm more interested in Everton's other sign in the Napoli striker he's not well Alan he's a midfielder who's the striker He's a holding midfielder, Alan. So they've, they've, they've got Marseille. Is that Nick Nkunku? Oh, Nkunku. Yeah, he. But wasn't he? In, wasn't Nkunku at um, Spurs for a, a season? No idea. I think so. They've they brought three midfielders this week. They've, they've got James, um, Decore, and Alan. Who and Alan played under um, Ancelotti at Napoli. So obviously knows him well. They needed a midfield. I mean, well, I, I really, going out and buying a whole one. I really like Decore. I mean. He, that's a great he, signing for twenty million. That's a great signing. It's a great signing for Everton. Like if yeah. if one of our teams bought them, you'd be like, uh, I'm not so sure. But for Everton, a really, really, really good signing. And but probably because we know more about him um, and see him, you know, kind of week in week out, we can see that with someone like Rodriguez, I think maybe we, you know, it's more of an unknown for us at least because we don't watch, we haven't watched him as regularly. We just know him as some big name. Well, 
Rodriguez, they couldn't get... I mean, he went to Bayern Munich on loan. Mm. Um, really get any game time went back to Real Madrid couldn't get any game time he's just not really played for a few years they're not even gonna they're gonna finish behind Southampton in my opinion wow wow bold um it's weird with uh Real Madrid because I was I was watching um uh, Gareth Bell have an interview the other day did you see that with them talking about Real Madrid and he's like you know they just basically just won't get let him go and it's up to them and he was trying to he was doing kind of like a half half um beard knee football professional type saying to being like they're just not letting me leave and they won't play me. Um, so I don't know if it's something where Real Madrid can don't have an eye for talent or they just are so stubborn and maybe James Rodriguez could be under that as well. But yeah. I don't know. that uh, They seem to have... They've changed their approach, Real Madrid, in the last 18 months. Whereas before they were buying Galacticos and James Rodriguez and Bales and all that, I think they just literally cut it and said, right, from now on, we're only buying 18-year-old Brazilian players. And then they went out and bought basically about six different Brazilian and Japanese, like eight, 17, 18 year olds. So they've got Rainier and they've got um, Rodrigo and they've got Vinicius Jr. And they've got all of those guys now. And they've got so many, they actually have to loan them out because they're not allowed that many uh, non-EU players. So they've basically gone full circle and they've just skipped Norway that I normally do, which is buy off Benfica. And they've just gone straight to Brazil and bought them themselves. You know, I just, do you know what I just realised? Messed up my fantasy football team. Leighton Baines has retired. I've got to make a change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as if you weren't going to put Dina in anyway. Yeah, it, it, take three. Oh, Yeri Mina. Get yeah. Yeri Mina yeah. in your team. I'm, oh, I'm dying to, man. I'm dying to. But he's still like 5.0 or something, or 5.5. I mean, he's goodness. never been good ever. Yeah, but there you go. Um, can I talk about the Bournemouth of the North? Yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> Yeah. Um, again, I don't know. Like, good. I guess. It re- I don't know. I really, really like Callum Wilson going to Bournemouth. Um, I love it <laughs> to Newcastle. <laughs> I love it with Ryan with Ryan Fraser going there as well. Those two, those two together, got about thirty goals to the season before last. So yeah, love it's, that. it's funny because Bournemouth never did well traveling north. Right. <laughs> they, like if you look at Bournemouth they, as soon as they went anywhere above London they used to they got nosebleeds <laughs> but I, I do like it I think Callum Wilson I think Callum Wilson's a bit of a steal that mute me. button's killing you Mark yeah it's because I've got two screens um, the, but yeah the um, I think how like who else could you get for sort of that price range. That's great. Proven to great goals in the league. Yeah. The thing is, he's 29. And the last time like Newcastle bought any player above 28, 29 was, <laughs> I think, before Mike Ashley was even there. Like they, they, they didn't even need to pay, like, was it 10 million for Rondon? And they wouldn't do it because he's 28. So it is a bit weird. That I, feel, I feel a bit like Steve Bruce has suddenly got his way. But I think it's a, it's a great signing. They need it. They Newcastle, need- Newcastle for a while. It just they've. I don't know if they've just been massively unlucky with strikers. They've not gotten anyone that is actually. There's know, unlucky, and them. then there's bad signings. Yeah, like Joe Linton for forty million, who scored six goals for Hoffenheim, like it mm. in two seasons. You like you just don't. And Rondon did well for a season for them, but Dwight Gale, like there's a whole list of of strikers since my. I think they said since Michael Owen, and they hadn't bought. They hadn't spent more than whatever it was, eight million, nine million on a striker, which was sixteen million about fifteen years ago. Well, wasn't their record signing? I, I, again, can't remember when. I think it was Joe Linton, but their record signing was like fifteen million. They just don't spend money. Well, Owen was the record signing in yeah. Joe Linton last season. That's fifteen mm. years ago. Yeah. yeah. They, so, 
fair play to Steve Bruce, who's at least got something. And I really like the Jamal Lewis signing as well. If you remember, Jamal Lewis was really nearly ended up at Liverpool. They were they were looking to get a backup to Andy Robertson. Um, they were going for Jamal Lewis, and they wouldn't pay the money. And Newcastle done it. I think that's a great sign. Yeah, and um, I don't know about the Ryan Fraser one because I think Ryan Fraser might be one of them players that's supposed to be talented but bad attitude, isn't it? So it does worry me a bit, but I, I don't know. I, th- I think uh, look, they both come into they all three of those come straight into the team and start. That's what they needed to improve their first eleven. See, for, I, see I don't know if if Fraser starts, but Wilson does. Who starts over him? Uh, Saint Maximin. Well, yeah, but Saint Maximin's on the other wing. You know, yeah, I'm over him. Potentially, I don't. I yeah, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be surprised if Fraser's not starting eleven. But I would. I w- Wilson just fits in. I actually think he fits in quite well. Like oh, he's perfect. Yeah, he's got a great signing for me. Because like you think of Rondon, you think of Joe Linton. It's always hard when a striker's not there to score goals. Like where Wilson has that frame and look of a striker that doesn't get many goals, but has the ability to get goals if needed. So. Tell you what, another signing which frustratingly just feels like it just fits perfectly is the Ake to City one. They, Let's bounce to City. Let's go. Well, they were desperate for a centre back. They were desperate, desperate for a left sided centre back because Laporte keeps getting injured. He's injured again now, and that's why they have to spend. There's, there's not many of them around, so they've gone and spent forty odd million on. To be fair, one of the better ones in the league. I know he keeps. I know I got relegated, but I think he just fits perfectly into what Guardiola wants to do. I think he fits when everyone's like playing. Fit. So he, yeah. So he goes in nicely with Laporte. Is no, he well, good no, enough? He's back up. They're both they're both left sided centre backs. But so do you do you think he can? I, I still don't. Can he think. make them better? Is this a, a signing that's going to improve them? He's, he's better than Otamendi. He's better than John Stones. He's better than the rest of their centre backs behind Laporte. Yeah, but that's. I mean, again, you can't when you play the comparison game. I know what you're doing there, then, but like. When you played a comparison game against John Stones and Otamendi, when they originally signed John Stones, I always thought that was a bullshit sign. It was so overrated. It was ridiculous. Um, and Nathan Ake, yeah, he's a good centre-back, but he's been at Bournemouth for how many years? And have they been that great of a squad? He's a good centre-back for Bournemouth. And I don't know if he's Man City level. He's not going to be someone that's taken him to the next level where do they, they want to do better in the Champions League. Challenging for titles, I highly doubt it. I think he is because I think he fit. He's not a superstar, but he just fits exactly what they needed, which was stability, the ability to head a ball like tall enough, good on the ball. He's got everything they need, and they desperately needed another left-sided centre back, and they found him. So I think it's a great signing for them. We'll see. We'll see. I'm. So, um, do you know who Ferran Torres is? Any good? Uh, yeah, he was at Valencia. There, there was Man United were rumoured to be going after him. Lots of the big clubs were rumoured to be going after him. The thing with him is. He's one of those, I think he's 21, 20. He's a winger. He's, so he's basically taken Sane's spot. I'm um, glad to see him leave. Not as good as Sane at all. I've watched probably four or five games and every time I was like really underwhelmed. I thought so much. Like, I bought him on Football Index because he was all hyped up and I watched him play and I was like, oh, I'm selling this guy. And then you've got to move to City. I don't know, maybe he'll get coached and he'll become brilliant. But to me, I didn't see anything particularly special. Who knows? Yeah. I'm glad to see Sane go. I don't know why he didn't work out in Man City, but... Oh, he's going to be... Him and, him and Nabry on uh, either side of Lewandowski. Mm. Uh, uh, Bayern. That is scary. Yeah. Mark, I was really, really surprised when you said that you think that 
Spurs are going to do much better this season, particularly when you look at the players that they've signed. You know he hasn't watched the new Amazon series yet, then. <laughs> have you started watching it? Yeah, I've watched three or four episodes. It's just it was exactly what I thought. It's the Mourinho show. I don't, I don't want to watch it anymore. It's just frustrating. Yeah, I, I will watch it because I've seen clips and it looks good. But no, but, the, but what I was saying, with Mourinho, normally it's a case of he collapses when, there's, when the, the rumblings of an unhappy camp start start creeping up and you realise, okay, he's starting to pick his favourites and fall out with people. This summer has kind of gone under the radar a bit for Spurs. And normally when that happens, Mourinho goes into the season and has a good season. Like, I, I would still think, like, Arsenal haven't finished above Tottenham in, what, four or five years? Predictions. Yeah, like, I, I think Tottenham are re- re- the real dark horses for the top four. Like, wow. I think out of a- any of the, out of the teams not in the top four, for me, Tottenham are the favourite. They've bought Hoiberg and Joe Hart. I know they've got Matt Doherty, fair enough. I think he's 29. He's a good right back and they need a right back. Although he's a wing back and Mourinho's never going to play wing backs, but whatever. They've bought Hoiberg and they've bought Joe Hart and him, who doesn't fit the system. They are not good signings for Spurs. And they've lost. Uh, so they've got no left sided players in their back four now. Yeah, yeah, but I think the problem is if you only look at, like, you've probably got your transfers in and out page. Like you're mm. forgetting the starting point of where they're at. They've already got a better eleven than most teams. So the the, the thing is, like you think they didn't have Son for long patches. They didn't have Kane. Well, Kane's just not looking the same. Like he was. I saw the England bad from the World Cup. Ah, he's, yeah, he's still bad from two years ago. Still injured. World Cup. Still injured. But yeah, Tottenham have a good starting point. So that you've got to take that into account. You can't just look at transfers in and be like, oh. This team signed four good players. It's like Wolves have only signed a couple of players, but I think their their base level was so good. Yeah, but it's a team that just scraped seventh. Was it seventh last? I was say, I think think... the last day, like you're not talking about a team that was already top four who haven't added. They needed. They need to add. They're still reliant on Sissoko. He's still the first name on that team sheet. But come on, I think your I think your analysis of them being a strong starting base, I think, is incorrect. I I, I don't agree with that at all. You've got Eric Dyer. I, I think Dyer. he is still the, the fulcrum of that team. Like you, you're not going to win anything like that. Well, we'll see, isn't it? It's a prediction. I, thought, like for me, outside the top four, when I look at um, Wolves, Arsenal, Tottenham, Leicester, I'm like, I think Wolves and Tottenham are the two two I really see challenging. So, um. Uh, the other teams aren't really massive contenders, or I don't know if there's any other teams that you want to talk to. No, uh, just just the Palace transfers, as you said, which are both fantastic. Yeah, palace transfers, very Palace transfers. They uh, yeah, fit the moulds. Yes, they yeah, fast. Yeah, very quick players. That very quick players for uh, for Palace. So, um, although I was, I was just looking, I was glad to see that um, uh, Glenn Murray has gone on loan to. Um, where has he gone? I just. Watford, he's gone on loan. So he's I've just here. just saw today. Um, Ollie Watkins has gone to Villa, thirty-three million. That that feels pretty steep to me. Who's that? He, he is the Brentford striker. He scored a lot of goals in the Championship last year. Mm. Three million. That stri- stinks of a classic Villa signing. That I, I like him, but that feels very high. I, I like the Matty Cash signing they did for sixteen million. He, that's a, he's a good player, but I'm not sure about Ollie Watkins for thirty-three million. That is. A lot of pressure on him to score some goals for Villa, which 
I don't, I don't know. I was just looking at Leeds once and I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to find a player that played well in the championship that you could put in your team in fancy football. And I'm like, they've got like 24 different signings. It's even harder. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I really think Leeds will do well this year, but I'm just purely basing that on Bielsa. Like, not players. That's what You've seen the odds on winning the league. Leeds are like seventh favourite. Or so eight. No. In the, I swear to you, if you look at the odds on like winning the league, they're right up there. Same with like, same as Leicester, I think they were. It's ridiculous. Yeah, every manager who has ever worked with Bielsa, it's like this no, guy is the god. He's he's the the god of managers. And you're like, have you watched the Leeds program? The Amazon that is a really good program. If you want to watch one, because yeah, maybe we could do a pod review. Oh, it's that's really good because it's you learn all about Bielsa and what he's like, and you hear from all the players. That's the reason I quite like Calvin Phillips because in that you could, like he's really down to earth. He's like a family guy. He just I think I think that's why they all like him in Leeds as well. Yeah, they had a, a thing on Sky Sports like a hour, not doc- documentary, but sort of interviews with players. And there was one Leeds player who was like, "I live right next door to the training ground," and uh, so I asked if the couple of hours between training could I go home, and they were like, "No, you'll need to sleep." And he was like, "What?" No, like you'll be so tired after the first training session, you'll sleep for those two hours in between. He was like, "One weekend, he was like, I was sleeping like a baby straight after that first training session." Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna scare some teams, Leeds. They are seriously crazy. They're just they're, they're like a proper pressing side. They're just relentless. The only other signing that I'm intrigued is a. Uh... Timothy Castagne, because I've got him in fantasy uh, football index, and I've had. Have you still got him? I really need him to rise up so I can get some money. Great signing! He's replacing Chilwell, isn't he? That's a good Mm. signing. Should we do our uh, predictions for the year? Let's do it. Uh, Who wants to go first with this one? Who wants to go with one of them? We got three, don't we? Three of them. Yeah, I should do three. Go on. I'll Um, I'll, I'll start with my first one because it kind of just follows on from what we're saying. My first one is that Leeds will finish in the top ten. Ooh. So that was one I wrote down. It sounds like the bookies agree with me, according to Danny. But yeah, I was, I was, I think the top sort of six, seven are fixed. So that means there's three places to play for, and I think Leeds, Leeds will be the shock one in, when you look at that top ten. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, can I go then? Because I've kind of yep. got one that goes off of what we just talked about. Um. I don't think Spurs will finish above eighth. Interesting. Uh, I don't I'd, see. I have them sixth. Is, In my, I did like a mock table for myself. I haven't. Yeah, been. yeah. Well, I, I did think maybe sixth or seventh, but just because they're Spurs, I, well, I actually wanted to say that I don't think Mourinho would last a season. But I do think that if even if Mourinho had a bad season, I don't think Spurs would just chuck them out because Spurs aren't really a good good team. Do you know what I mean? Not good good executives who would just do what everyone else does and get rid of shit managers. So I just thought, yeah, maybe six or seven, chuck in a couple of places lower just because I hate Spurs. And uh, yeah, we'll go for eight finishing above eight. Interesting. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I don't we, If we're talking about positions, that. talking about positions, I one of mine is Arsenal to finish top four. See, I was going to stay clear from that. I've I was gone there. Say third, but the, I've gone there. Um, I think see, Arsenal, I've done... I mean, Arsenal getting it. Thank See, you. I've done my predictions for the season, but I thought we were going to try and name, I thought we were going to name our top four um, 
separately anyway. Well, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah, we can, I've, got, can do I've that. got more predictions. I've, 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 yeah, I've picked, challenge them. Well, let's do. Mark, Mark, I picked let's my do, top four and I picked my bottom three. Yeah, and let's I've got do three predictions. Let's do. Let's okay. do. Um, let's do our three predictions just in general, and then we'll do our top four, bottom three. Yeah. All right. Well, then my um, the other one is um, Lampard to be sacked before the end of the season. Interesting, interesting. Why do you think that, though? Because I think that, like, uh, if they have a decent season, why would they get rid of him? Because I don't think he'll get top four. I think come April, Pochettino will be available and Abramovich will have spent £250 million to be knocked out of all the cups, have a team that aren't gelled and not making top four, and he'll think, I need a top-quality manager here. I need someone who's more proven and Lampard's not it. And I think Abramovich is ruthless. And... Uh, that's why I think Lampard will not last the season because like you said right at the start he's got six, seven new signings all first team signings by the way uh, how are you meant to just suddenly bring them in with you know two weeks of pre-season and hit the ground running I, I just don't see great players don't be wrong like absolute quality players next year I think they'll have an amazing season but this year too much change too soon and I don't think he's proven enough so I reckon he's back and Podge takes over interesting alright Mark, you've got anything that you want to go? Or uh, yeah, my next one's our manager, so I'll say this one. My next one is I think Oli Solskjaer will leave at the end of this season. I don't think I don't think he'll get sacked, but I think Oli was brought in. I think he was brought in to try and fix a broken wage structure, a broken age structure, and a toxic dressing room, which Mourinho left. From what I from this season, I think we've come on so far. Like we've got what appears to be a happy camp. We've we've lowered our salaries. We've I, I think what will happen is we'll get to the end of this season. And in all honesty, I think that's as good a job as Ollie could do. And I just have a feeling a bit a bit like the Lampard, what you said, they'll they'll want to go to that next level. Um but I think it'll it hopefully won't be as toxic. But I think Ollie will this will be Ollie's last year at United. You also think they might go for Pochettino then? No, I, I, it's too early to say, but do you know who I would take? Um, Bielsa. Biel, no, the Wolves bloke. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think, I think yeah. Wolves are going to have a good season. Yeah. And then you're, you're going to have a look and say, Nuno has taken this championship team to a legitimate top Premier League team. He deserves it. Really good side. Yeah, and Nuno is great, and and he may bring Cristiano Ronaldo back. And I genuinely, I do believe he's a he's a bit of a hidden gem in our league at the minute. Like oh, I think absolutely. people who watch the Premier League realise how good Wolves are, but I don't know across Europe how highly Nuno's rated. So I'm like, the only problem is he's he's a bit boring. As in, like the football's a bit boring. They they win one nil a lot. I don't know. I watch. I I enjoy watching Wolves. I'll be honest. But if but Wolves I, are I, on, I. I uh, I thought I did, and then when during lockdown they were on quite a lot. And every game I'm like, oh, this is really tedious. Like they're great, they're so solid, they're so organised. They they keep a lot of clean sheets. Uh, one of their defenders is going straight in my fantasy team, but they uh, they're just not outside of Traore, who's a great, exciting player. They don't have that much. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy watching. I do them. I do think that last season maybe there's a bit of. Last season, I think they were excited. I think this season, they probably took a step back and were a bit more pragmatic in their approach, and especially the second half of the season, just being like, let's 
let's try and get these wins and then we'll bring Triari on to run fast and score goals. Maybe. But even Triari, to me, is a sign of good management because he was at Middlesbrough and that's the team I I follow quite closely. And uh, he was rubbish. Like, like the guy couldn't... I don't think he's very good now. Who, Triori? Yeah. Oh, he's... He's good. Yeah, he's good. He's like... He's got a bit of No, He's got a bit of that Akinfenwa about him. Just because he's massive and hench and strong, people are like, oh, this guy's good. And just, he rolls up his own... He's so quick and so strong. And, yeah... Like, but ever since, at, ever since, ever since everyone noticed how ripped he was, the guy is getting massive. Like he's he's just like lifting more weights. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't even football. lift weights. I love yeah. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in it, but in no weight. Uh, he's just one of those players that, like, you look in the, there was a penalty against Seville. They got, where yeah, he, exactly. And you're like, exactly. you're like, when he wants to, he just he's unplayable. Like uh, mm. it's an overused term in football, but. That penalty he got against Seville, they could do absolutely nothing about it. It was just he picked the ball up in his own half, went, and it's like that's what he can do when when he's on form. So, no, I agree. Good. I like Traore. I like him. Um, my second one. Go on. I've, I've got a non-Premier League one, so I'll go with my second one right now. Um, and trying to get in a bit of that Arsenal hype, I think Aubameyang will be the standalone Golden Boot winner this season. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> Danny's on that hype thing, yes. I like that Arsenal yeah. team this year, I do. Yeah. And the thing is as well, like if we're predicting that Arsenal probably going to have a he's a midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done, he's going to be the assist especially, king. Especially, especially yeah, because yeah. he's now a midfielder. He's going to break up play more than any player in the midfield. <laughs> yeah, so stupid fantasy football. They've, they've, I think they might have ruined fantasy football with that because there's just absolutely no strikers to pick, really, is it? So dumb. Yeah, I, average position makes no sense to me because they're like, oh, their average position was further back. You're like, well, if you ever watched Arsenal against the top team, their entire 11's in their own half. Of course, their average position... Oh, yourself. Be. But that's what Arsenal... Arsenal's great results against Liverpool... City, Chelsea. They were, they were. You look at the stats. They had like three shots, and defend, defend well. Give them credit. Win, win what we win, and then criticize us. So I just be quiet. No, but it's. I'm saying the style is get an early goal and hold on. And mm. it's like, well, of course your position, average position is going to be further back the, in in the pitch. So, well, we can we can both have that as our prediction, right? So we can. Be well, I've got another one. I had a couple right. of stairs in case you guys um, poo pooed any of them or took them, which I thought you might, Chris. Particularly with that one, I thought actually Chris might take that. Um, so uh, I'll go again. Have we all done two. I'll go again. I've done two. Yeah. Um, my uh, I'm going for Bayern Munich to beat Man United in the Champions League final. Ah, Man United. The Champions There's so League many final, so. variables in that. That yep. it's, it's, yeah. To be fair, well, if they win the Champions League again, I think they'll. And uh, I thought I'd make it interesting by putting in... I think Man United will go far in the Champions League this year. Yeah, but it's just like you've got to get a lot of draws in your favour. That, that, be that fair, Mark, what was your one a couple of seasons ago? Spurs will make the Champions League. Yeah, you put Spurs to lose to the final. Yeah. <laughs> I put Spurs to lose the Champions League final. Champions but I didn't League. predict who they would play. But, but do you know yeah. what? In fairness, if I, ha- if I had a gun to the head, I could have put Liverpool. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There you go. See, it's not so... It's, it's my prediction. I can tell I will. Man United have got zero chance of making it to any Champions League final. In fact, they are not going to make eight, one final this season. That's not a bold prediction. That's just facts. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like Arsenal won't finish above Tottenham. It's facts. But, um, 
So my third prediction, manager one again. I, part of me wants to put a time on it to make it more, but... Do what, it, do it. Be bold. Yeah. The boldest of predictions. So I put Pochettino will be Barcelona manager and I've put it, I'm going to say, by Christmas. Yeah, Hold on. This is the same Pochettino who supports Real, Real Madrid, lived, worked for Espanol, hates Barcelona. He, he came out and said he made a huge mistake saying he could never work for Barcelona today. And um, come on, Ronald Koeman's yes. already Ronnie, Ronald Koeman. He's not up for the job, and already he's starting to to cause. Farmers league. It's a farmers league. Well, yeah, it's a farmers league, but it's like Ronald Koeman's gonna like he's he's just gonna destroy Barca. He'll be out before it. Do you know why Danny can't even comprehend it? It's because he so wants Pochettino to be a Man United manager that if he wants another team. That's why you can't picture it, isn't it? You're like, oh man. Well, I, I think I think Chelsea will get him. That's what I actually think will happen. But I'd love him to be Man United manager. He's more likely to be a Man United manager than Chelsea. It would be a better suit as well, I think, as well. But there you are. Uh, so I'm last with my prediction. Um, I oh, it doesn't seem bold enough now. Now that Mark's gone and done that. Um, right. Add a time to it. Or add some like just add a <laughs> sprinkle. Well, to- well, I'll say it and let's see if it's good enough. That The winner of the Euros 2020 will be coming out of Group F. So Group F is France, Germany and Portugal. I mean, that isn't that exciting. Not really, but um, I was trying to... Which of the three are you going for? Um, I actually want to say Germany. Um, because I, I would want to say France, but because I won it last time. And it's just, it's just one of them things where it's so unlikely to win two in a row. Uh, and that's basically like yeah, France did before, and like Spain did before. You mean? Yeah, very unlikely. <laughs> I just, it's just one of them things. I don't know. Uh, I'd rather go Germany, um, but I really do want to go France. So. Not Portugal. No. Fernandez. No, thank you. <laughs> Portugal, uh, generally. I mean, I wish they didn't win it before because they're they're historical failures, aren't they? So. Yeah, they won the Euros. Gutted. I know. Um. So I can stick with my bold prediction. Way Was right. that all three? That was three, yeah. Um, yeah. I've just made a little page there, so we'll copy and paste our season predictions into that box, and that'd be fantastic. Cool. Uh, top four, uh, bottom three. Who wants to go first? I'll go with my top four first, if that's all right. Go on. Minutes, yeah? Right, so I've... Can I take for... a quick guess and just say I reckon we've all picked the same number one? Um, uh, maybe judging by the fact it sounded like you were about to say City I'm not who me yeah me. no I was going to go from fourth I said I'll go from fourth upwards yeah I just meant I, I have a feeling the three of us will pick the same number one so yeah in fourth position I've actually gone for Arsenal but you Danny you already gave us yours earlier anyway yeah in, th- in third position I do think Man United will finish third second is Liverpool and Man City to win and again simply for the same reason I can't pick France for the Euros uh, the same thing with Man City and Liverpool, or Liverpool not winning again. It's just that it's such a tough thing to do back to back. They haven't really made any extra signings. I think, you know, it's like one of the things where Man City are more motivated to win because they failed last season. Um, I think that if Man City don't win, and I think then a lot of questions has to be asked about Pep as a manager and Man City as a whole. Um, and that's basically it. That's, well, you saved me some time. That's my exact top four. Yeah. So it's my top three, but I've actually put Spurs. Fourth. Of course you have, you freaking idiot. You hate I don't, know, I don't know why you think Arsenal will finish above Spurs because they haven't in so long. It's like, it's not, you're acting like it's... You've got a better manager. 
Yeah, but we've we've, we've got. Yeah, I suppose yeah. have a better manager, but no, Arsenal have a better manager now. That's why they'll finish above. Right, Danny, that was the joke. Yeah, <laughs> no, because no, um, you know, I wish I wish I had I wish I wish um, I was better at this in general because I'd love to see what the difference between Spurs and Arsenal were, um, basically at the back end of the season and the results. Because a lot of this is based on since Arteta has been manager since the break, since they've um, had an opportunity to train more as a team, put with the the improvement in some of the players that they've got, and I actually think that um, Spurs just aren't going to be as good. I mean, uh, that's basically what it's based off of. So. But yeah, you you got to remember, Mourinho did actually come in partway through the season. It weren't like Tottenham were flying. So he's also come into a team that was not not doing great. So uh, to be yeah, honest, I, I did want to put Arsenal as third, but I don't want to be so bold. But Arsenal lost I feel... three of their fourteen games after lockdown. What's this? Arsenal lost three of their fourteen games after lockdown. There you go. Keep the pandemic, uh, and we'll be winning the league. If we have a look at quick look at Tottenham, I just don't know what to do about Chelsea. I just they're the ones I I, I feel like out of the putting Spurs in, I feel like it's Chelsea. I'm like Chelsea finished fourth, and they've improved their squad, so it, it feels illogical to not put them in. But Spurs lost one of their nine that they played. Both good, yeah, pretty yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, maybe it just looks worse then. Well, trophies uh, help, don't they? Like, if it wasn't for the FA Cup, um, it weren't like Arsenal were f- flying in the league, but no. trophies make the difference. Um, bottom four, maybe? Three? Yeah, bottom who wants three. to go with that first? Bottom three. So, well, I said bottom four. I've got Fulham, West Brom and West Ham as my Ooh. bottom three. I've got so, West Ham fourth from bottom, but I agree they're going to struggle. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I know a couple of West Ham fans and they're not even excited for this season. So I think when your own fans know you're going into a tough season, it's, already, they've, it's like the seeds have been planted to go down. Yeah, I'm curious about the... Um, is it, uh, what's it uh, Grady Dean Garner, the guy who was on loan to West Brom last year, who's like, I don't know what it is, 19, exciting winger, like good player, did really well for West Brom. They've sold him to West Brom for stupid line, quite a lot of money, twenty-five million or something. But West Ham fans are absolutely furious at that. They're like, "These are one youth product that's good, and you just let him go, and we don't have anyone like that." Um, and they're a funny team, though. They, on paper, they've got really good players, but they're just uh, like David Moyes is their manager, I guess. And um, so we've also gone Fulham and West Brom to go down. Um, toss up between which one finishes bottom. I'm going for West Brom. So I think um, Slavon Bilic will probably leave for the end of the season because they'll have a row with someone. Uh, but So I'm going West Brom at the bottom, then Fulham. Uh, and I've gone for Palace. Wow. Relegated. Why Palace? Uh, I just think they've been, they've been holding on for too many years. They've mm. sort of made it look better than it is because they've pulled out a few late results towards the end of seasons where they just managed to get out of it. But for the last how many seasons till I, can, I can remember... They're in a relegation fight every year. And the, the one main signing they've made, Eze, is a good, good signing, he's a good player, but they've signed no one else. And they haven't got a good team. Did they not, did they not get back to Hawaii? I don't think they've got it yet. Uh, yeah, it might, look, it might be one good But even, even still, like, they're, just, they're not a good team. They're really not a good team. And I know Hodgson's done miracles with them, but 
there's only so long you can you can do miracles with that team. I think well, I think I've watched two Palace preseason games and both Zaha scored and I was so there's part of I, I'm talking right now and Palace are on Sky Sports news as I'm talking and um yeah there's I think that's why he's gone to Palace now even um, still he was there last season I I just think they'll struggle. Yeah. He was actually there the season before and he scored six goals in 11 starts. So You can get as many quick players as you like. It's not going to be any good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why there's so much um, hate from this pod towards Fulham, personally. Um, I think because I watched them in the championship and they were like, they were the ones that, that just got into the um, playoffs. And then they, they, they should have... If, if the championship was like, if it was a... F- Playoffs are great because it gives the underdog a chance. So mm. Fulham were that underdog. Like really, it should have been Brentford. But I look Brentford, at Fulham and I'm like, yeah. I'm like they weren't even in the top six teams in the championship. So they're going to struggle. So that's good because now I just want to make sure that I should pick Fulham, so I'm not the only one out. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Fulham to get relegated. Um, I'm actually going to go for Aston Villa to get uh, relegated as well. Um, Probably, again, because pretty close. Um, Will they improve as a squad? And I'm not sure if Grealish would be there by the end of the season. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm just not sure about it. That's all. Don't forget they lost John McGinn for like eight months last year. Mm. When it happened, they said they're not going to win a game for a long time. Dan, Dan. I'm pleased we're not all picking it. Because who, who was your third team, sorry? Well, I haven't picked it. I was was going to say, I'm pleased we're not all picking West Brom just because... West Brom, I think I'm picking because they are the yo-yo team. They go up and down, but yeah, they were I, actually good last season. I think I've, I think I've, I think the reason why I didn't go with West, uh, West Brom is that uh, I've just sort of because I recognise more of the players than probably some of the other teams. You know what I mean, Hegazi, I mean, he's great standing. Yeah. Shoulder, that Pereira that they bought from Sporting. Yeah, he's a really good player. It's it's really difficult sometimes with these relegation teams because it when you look at the Premier League from last season you also think well if a team hasn't gotten better and you could kind of think well maybe they're in with a better chance of actually going down but or worse chance depending on how you look at it but yeah I don't know about Villa maybe not they'll certainly be down there sort of fighting for relegation and actually the last one I'm going to pick is uh, Brighton because um, you can't lose Glenn Murray and Fikinig anywhere no. Um, <laughs> Uh, again, I think it's similar to um, who did you say is more of a hanging on team year in, year out? Um, who did Palace. You yeah, about. Palace. Yeah, I think for probably similar reasons. Um, hanging on for a while. Watford, has just, uh, Watford just went down. I think it's Brighton's turn. They've got a lot of players that have gone down from uh, that Brighton have lost, including uh, Knocker and Glenn Murray. Uh, Moy, who's been pretty decent for them. They have bought Alan, they've got Alan Lana, but um, I don't know about. I've never they're been convinced. Mate, they're, they, um, they've got a whole new defensive line. I think, they, I think they're going to be better than people real. They'll be playing five. Yeah. So partly I'm doing it because, it, partly again, Mark, for the sake of um, just being different, just sticking a few teams that, that yeah, might change. And it's, all, it's, not, it's not like the, the three are going to be miles off. I, I d- unless Fulham prove me wrong, I think they'll be the bottom team. But I think I'm being harsh on West Brom. I think they, they were good last year. West Ham. I think you're being a bit harsh on West Ham. Uh, it's West Ham, though, aren't they? They're like Everton. Yeah, I don't know because I, whenever I watch West Ham, it's like they'll just have a little patch of games where Antonio scores a lot of goals, but mm. outside that, they just don't strike me as a team that score much. 
it's probably because the they're dead. You look at their play, like Fornals, Lanzini, Haller, um, uh, the Brazilian, what's his name, F- F- um, Felipe Anderson. They've got loads of goals in that team, loads of creativity in that team. I don't know what is going on. But Who's their manager again? Who's their manager team. again? Who's their manager? Who? Pellegrini. West Ham, Pellegrini. No, it's yeah. David Moyes. Oh, David Moyes, yes. <laughs> I'm living in the past. Yeah. yeah. Slavon Bilic. Oh, no, that's West Brom. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, so we've got a few differences, at least for relegation, but it just goes to show that it's a bit more of a diverse group set in the top four. So that's good. Um, so we've got results league. Have you guys beat your team? Or we can play a game. We'll get through this real quick. Uh, let's do a quick game because we're at yeah, an hour in, aren't we? How long are we in? I think we're about an hour in. All right. Yeah, so our listeners we... don't like pods that much longer than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we uh, skip to the end? Do you want to skip to the end? Ah, yeah. oh, it's a good game as well. No, it wasn't a good game at all. Let's uh, do the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the tiebreak. I forgot what it is. Um, but it's a good game. There you go. What, what the game was was because Leeds United have just been um, promoted. I was just going to do a, a, a one based around the theme of Man United and Leeds rivalry in it, the Rose rivalry. Save that one for next week. Yeah. After Leeds have beaten Liverpool. There we go. All right. So let's go for just our prediction league, right? Real quick. Results league. So Results. same rules apply as last year. Scoring, I thought, worked quite well. Have you updated the table? No. So we'll just we'll do that in a bit. So who wants to go for Dan? You go first with this one. Uh, so I haven't actually picked. Um, just a reminder: you can only pick Liverpool and City once. So the game is right. like yeah. It's, I guess it's the top four from last season, isn't it? What do you mean? The, the the two teams that you can only pick once are generally going to be the top two teams from the season previous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I'm going to go bold for the start of the season. I'm going to go for a, an away win for Arsenal, and I'm going to go three-one. Uh, do you know what? We're in this results money league thing, right? And there's a lot of teams that have picked Arsenal to beat Leeds, and for some reason, I'm just not Leeds. Convinced. You mean Liverpool? Uh, Liverpool, Leeds. excuse me, uh, not Liverpool, uh, Fulham. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm being stupid, but yeah, I'm just I'm just nervous now. It's good one, to beat Fulham. It's because it's the twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. <laughs> it uh, is annoying because that is the the go. Like if when you're looking, that is the go to fixture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, not great. Um, Mark, do you want to go or should I go? Uh, I got yeah, one you go, because I've got one, but I want to. I have a feeling you're, you're going to pick it, but go on. You Doubt go. it. I'm going to go for Newcastle to beat West Ham away. Uh, and I'm going to go for... What do I want to pick? What do I want to pick? Um, 2-1, not 3-1. I was going to pick 3-1. Is Callum two, Wilson going to score on his debut? I think so. I become think so. a hero overnight. Yeah, let's go with that. Another kind of safe fixture. How's that uh, safe? Yeah. Away fixture? We talk about You're picking the away favourites. There's part of me that just wants to do a bit I'm of a, a hero pick. But did it, it all safe. season last season. Do it with Leeds. Well. Do it with Leeds. Nah, the, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to do, do it. Let's go Rogue. Go on, it's the first game. I'm going to do West Brom to beat Leicester. And I'm going to go 2-0. Uh, wow. Wow. Two 0 oh, mm. Yeah. Fair. Oh, well, they've still got some injuries. Madison's out. 
few other Pereira still out. They weren't. They had a terrible end to last season when they they haven't got enough squad really. So you've got to mix it up a bit. Like, but there's so to... many away fixtures here. You're trying to I like that shout. Know? I like that shout. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. I was looking. I was like I Southampton, that. Arsenal, and Newcastle to me are the three standout away ones. Yeah, without doubt. And then Chelsea and Leeds, well. obviously. Leeds will win at Anfield. No, no problem. Wolves but yeah, and, Wolves and Chelsea. Did you say Wolves and Chelsea? I said uh, no. I said Wolves isn't a, a given. Chelsea is. Arsenal are. Newcastle are. Mm. But I was like, do you know what? It's a long season. Let's let's do it. Leicester to lose to West Brom. Watch Spurs lose their first game of the season, and Mourinho's. It's going to come crumbling down so quickly. You're going to love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Right. Uh, so because we've skipped everything else, that just leaves us with front three, back four. Correct. Yeah, why don't you go um, first, Chris? Well, oh, look, because I think that none of you are going to have any of these, so I'll go first just so I get out of the way quick. All right, so in my front three this week is Trump. He's been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know why people hate him. Um, yeah, so he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by um, a right-wing politician from, I can't remember where, and I can't remember his name, but it was essentially for his, um, his uh, what's the word called? His negotiating between Israel and the UAE. Um, so, yeah, apparently um, anyone can re- anyone who is uh, credible enough can vote for a Nobel Peace Prize. So there's 316 nominees. So I don't think it's really that much. And he also got how many? How many listeners do we need to become credible enough? Uh, just one, my mum. Okay. Um, so yeah, my mum. What's wrong with my mum? No, who are you voting for for your Nobel Peace Prize then? Trump. Obviously. No, I'm joking. I don't vote. You know that. Um, <laughs> in my back four this week is uh, reflexes. I was going to do either reflexes or diving. Because did you see in what happened to Novak Djokovic in the US Open? I did see that. I swear yeah. to God. Uh, diving in, in just in the world has gotten so out of hand these days. It's ridiculous. Like, I can understand getting hit in the face. So, but to go down in the way in which that, I'm assuming it was a woman, um, Went down. And I don't think it was. was. It was a woman. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, on the, on the, when they did the news, they made it out like it was worse because it was a woman. I was like, oh, well, man, it's yeah. either it's bad, he shouldn't have done that, or he should have. Like, this person's overreacting. Yeah. So Novak Djokovic went to, at the end of a set or at the end of a game, went to, as they do, just hit one of the tennis balls towards a uh, ball boy umpire at the back of the court. Um, the umpire who was at the back of the back wall wasn't looking and got hit in the face or the throat the way they were holding it. I think it was the throat, yeah. Yeah, it's like they put someone just shot them in the neck with a bloody uh, poison frog rifle or something. Ridiculous. They were grabbing it like they'd lost their their, their throat. It was ridiculous. Um, I think it was a bit of a reaction, but because of that, he then had to forfeit the game or he got disqualified. Um, yeah, disqualified. Absolutely outrageous. So, um, I'm not a Djokovic guy. I'm actually, um, I've never been a big fan of his, but I do think that's a bit disgusting, especially just because of the person's reaction. I mean, come on. It was a dumb rule, but why got out like that? I don't know. But yeah, tennis is back. Front three. Very good. Okay. Have you found yours yet, Danny, or should I go? No, I've, I've actually got two. Danny's only got one. Two I've got each. two of each this week because I feel like I had to make up for last week, but I won't, I won't go on all of them. Um, my front three this week is Cristiano. Oh, I had that. Go on, carry on. It, my front three this week is Cristiano Ronaldo. Football related. The man uh, broke the. He scored. Finally broke the hundred goal mark for Portugal. Um, 
And in 165 caps, he scored 101 goals. I don't know if you saw his goals last night. Yeah. What was better, the free kick or the, the shot? I can't, I, I can't decide. They're both pretty much in the same spot. I think I think the, the goal from open play, because it was just no backlift, no nothing. He just took it on the turn and stuck it top corner. Um, but that guy, some of his stats, like 21 goal, of his goals came in major tournaments. He scored nine hat-tricks. He's effectively the greatest goal scorer of all time, I think. He's up there. And um, I think big shout out to him for breaking the 100 goals for his country. Um, and he did Farmers it. League. Which Farmers League. The, 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 the Nations League. Nations Farmers League. Farmers League. Farmers League. Farmers League. Um, but I joke, did you see his stats breakdown? They were saying he, of his goals, since he's turned 30, he's scored 48 in 47. So oh, his goal scoring record is actually getting better as he gets that, that's what I love about Ronaldo is he's, he would go down as the greatest goal scorer and he was never a goal scorer at United that wasn't it's, his... it's, it's all tap-ins I mean anyone can do that really check out his two goals last night last but it's unbelievable um, also the NFL starts tomorrow and that was another one of my front three because I'm Cam Newton taking over from Brady at the Patriots God knows how that's going to go but uh, all the videos of him dancing in training and stuff make it look like Bill Belichick doesn't give a shit, so we'll see. Yeah, no, that is, uh, the NFL should be very exciting. They've not got any fans, which is going to be interesting. Cause oh, they're not either? No, it's one of them sports where you do really think that the fans do make a massive difference. Because every, every down is such a big deal. So yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's going, to be, going to be interesting. And uh, my back four was... Mark, Mark, how are your Jaguars going to do this season? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a tough, tough year. <laughs> You know, did they have a good or bad year last year? Bad. So in American <laughs> sports, that usually means you're followed by a good year. So they'll, yeah. Yeah, they'll do well this year. Yeah. Good. So what do you think about them losing Leonard Fournette? I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a great young, it's a great keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Although with NFL, um, will any club sign that Colin Kopech? No. Kaepernick, no, no one will sign him. Because um, he, he got announced today that he's in Madden. They, they've put him in the game. So he's a free agent and he's ranked as the 14th or 13th best quarterback in the game. Well, see, that's why they, so, they, he wouldn't get signed because that's a lie. Um, yeah, he's definitely not. Because how many teams are there? There's 32. So, so according to Madden, he definitely is good enough to, to be in the top, top bracket. So... Yeah, but um, I don't think anyone would sign him. Not at this point. Uh, but let's not. Let's it might not be sports. a bad. I was going to say it might not be a bad time in no fans though, if he if he is as good as Madden suggests. So. They have. I've just looked up. They have sixteen rookies on their roster. Every single position group has at least one rookie. They're screwed. <laughs> and the, to be fair, Mark, great players start as rookies. Yeah. If, if, if um, <laughs> the things every time you take a knee, it's a down. So you you're not really going to understand the fields. <laughs> Gone down. What are the rest of yours? Um, so my back four is going to be the main United third kit, which we talked about earlier. But I thought Mark might have that one, so I got a second just in case. But I liked how they called it. Um, now it's called it the Dazzle Camouflage, which, after I read the article, means they named it after a World War One warship, which used to look like that because it camouflaged and you couldn't work out what direction it was coming in. Um, I thought I thought Maguire um, inspired it after Mykonos. Well, yeah, something like that. Um, so definitely, that's. So the- it sounds like they're going to use plain shorts because I did see when it first got announced they had black and white shorts and black and white socks. That'd be ridiculous. I think now has been uh, ruled out as a as a joke. But I think that's really, the, the Beckham was was the one wearing it. Do you know what? Well, he, 
It's Adidas. He's an Adidas. He's got an Adidas lifetime contract, isn't it? Uh, as as Beckham doesn't do anything too bad, he's 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 got a lifetime Adidas. So he's got his own club now, now, isn't he? Into Miami. Yeah, they started this year. He's also got his own esports team, which went on the stock exchange this week. So he's doing all right for himself. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Man United are trying to hypnotise other teams if they just start running around in circles? God knows, mate. I, I, I'm half looking forward to seeing them play just because I kind of want to... That's only because you can see half of them. It's a bit of a mindfuck, that whole... Yeah, all the third yeah. kits this year are a bit out there. Chelsea's gone for Crystal Palace colours. Um, what's Arsenal's first? I know one of Arsenal's is the famous marble, they've called it. Oh, which it's so is, gross. Yeah, it's great. I feel like... Part of me doesn't mind because you, you also complain when your team's tops don't change very much. You're like, why, why is it eighty ninety pounds for a top that's identical to the year before? So... They're, I'm sort of caught because sometimes you're like, well, at least they've gone different. But the like, Arsenal one is better than the pink. Yeah. It's better than the pink kit. Put it that way. That pink kit was disgusting. What the Man United one? Yeah, that I like that. The okay. off-white pink that was terrible. You need to be more confident in your sexuality, Dan. I but definitely. Arsenal, yeah, I really like that pink one. That Arsenal kit, that our new Arsenal home kit, is nice. I like it. It might be. I usually like to buy away ones just because they're different, but I might try and get the home one. Um, and my other back four is going to be the England team, and I was going to talk about how frustrating the last two games were. But we I was hoping we'd go the entire pod without talking about England. Well, they've always made it to the end. Do you know what? I had a, I had a weird thought, um, and what do you think about this? If England could, could buy players in a transfer window, do you think they'd do a really bad job? Because I feel like they would. What, what do you mean? Like, if, if international teams could purchase players in a transfer window, you know, like Spurs or, or teams that just do bad signings all the time, I feel like England would be terrible oh, that, in a transfer window. Yeah, without doubt. Yeah. Our net spend would be great because every player we sell is overpriced. So <laughs> That's true. true. <laughs> we'll have a great net spend. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Buying Mark, players out of the under-21s, though, whew, that'd be expensive. Mm, dear me. Mark, all right. Um, so... My front three is computer game related. Mario turns 35 this year. So uh, they've... It's good for his uh, age. Half your age plus seven. They've done, they've done quite a big announcement last week of loads of stuff. They're bringing out loads of merchandise. I'll try and work out which merchandise might actually be a collector's item soon. You can, uh, you can get some new bed sheets finally. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking about Chris's old wallpaper? <laughs> so, that was Mario, wasn't it? Um. Yeah, you had Sonic, but didn't you? Me, I was straight up Man United. Yeah, but um, but yeah, they've announced loads of stuff. Some of it looks alright. So they've got Mario 3D All Stars. So they're re-releasing Mario 64 on the Switch. But the one that interests they've got like a Mario Kart, but it's like a build it your own. So you you've got these little carts that go around your house, and you can build the track yourself. And then on on the app, electrics. It's like Scaletrics, but then you play it on the TV, but the carts also actually go around the house. It's, it's, it's really, wow. really it's quite cool. So, it's tough if you keep slipping on bananas around the house, though. <laughs> well, that, but that's it. Like in the game, if you, if you hit a banana, then your actual cart will spin around in, in real life. It that's actually, amazing. How did they do that? Awesome. We, we live in London. Our houses are too small to make yeah, exactly. enough size. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, maybe if I climb over into like the football pitch across the road, I could get a track big enough. But yeah, but it does. It does That's look quite cool. Uh, my back for this week is Chris's Lord and Savior, um, Joe Rogan. Oh. So 
he's he's signed can a... i just say sorry sorry can i just say that i am off the jre bandwagon i'm no longer disciple i have um i'm a student i've become the master so carry on so he signed a a, a big deal with um spotify so from december you'll have ages to... ago yeah so um Spotify now have his backlog of collections and they've cherry picked which episodes they want. So not every episode has gone on to Spotify and many people are saying they've taken off any episode that is right. What deemed, what is deemed right to be wing. right wing. Mm. So, um, Jesus Christ. Joe Rogan is very much, uh, his fans will say he allows everyone to talk and gives them a platform to say their piece. His haters will say, He's a platform for the niche right wing to to come on. Um, I think if you listen, he he's he's usually quite fair to be honest. There's a there's occasional podcasts like I listen to the um, not Johnny Depp, um, Rob Lowe. No, there was one one famous actor, and and I was and I was like, this is definitely just promo for this guy's film. Um, it's clearly organised, but it feels like Joe Rogan, who's a very much a purist, has. He's, he's 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 not commented on this and why these episodes aren't going to Spotify, but yeah, yeah it, it, it it sort of leads me to think he's sold Ooh. sold a bit of his soul to the devil. Well, for hundred million, boy, you can take anything from me. Yeah, I would cut either of you off this pod if <laughs> for hundred mil. Don't worry about it. Agreed. <laughs> no, I would say just... I would say the intellectual property is mine, but we're not the most intellectual people here. That's it. Speak for yourself. But yeah, but it's just it's just a bit contradictory to what Joe Joe Rogan's podcast stands for. Like the whole idea is open free speech. So, yeah. so really, you're putting Spotify on your back for not Joe Rogan. Yeah, well, both because one of the things he said with Spot when he got the Spotify deal is, "Don't worry, he has all creative rights. Nothing's going to change. He loves it because Spotify is just like do your thing. You just do your thing." We don't have any influence over you, and that, and you're like, okay, that's good. He's got he's got a touch there, but then it's like, well, they still have. It looks like they might have more of a say than you're letting on. So yeah, I think the one. I think one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan is before I do gradually over the last year or so, he's really kind of lost what made him what he was. Uh, for I think for some of his fans, m- myself included, I mean, I still listen to him, but he he was pirate radio, and now he's mainstream to a degree which is so obvious now, like you said, with having movie stars and promo stuff and all of this nonsense. But yeah, there you go. Unlike, uh, hopefully he'll lose some fans and they'll come over here. Right. It's crossed. Very good. This will be out in a day or so because it always takes a while for this to download. But uh, yeah, next after this, we'll be having some football so we can talk about that. Um, we could talk about how James Rodriguez has done well. Um, and we can see Mourinho have his first loss of the season. Look forward to it. Lovely. I will see you guys very soon. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. You're actually going to go this time. You guys just went off the Zoom. I was, I was like, what? where have you guys gone? There you go. Did, did you think we were going to record it? Yeah, I know. I know. You were, you, you, yeah, we're not chatting. We're not chatting. This is why we leave the chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>